The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. It was a little different because Neil and I were not at the stadium. It's the first time we've ever done. First time I've ever done that in my career, and that is broadcast a game when I'm not sitting in the stadium. Uh, for different reasons, we had to go um, remotely. So we were actually right. in the control room in Davis Wade Stadium and and all that. Well, anyway, so my, our perspective was on TV for the fight stuff. But within about the first, honestly, four minutes of the game, if y'all were to go back and listen, I think I had a comment or two about the amount of jawing back and forth between players after plays. And I was already tired of it really early. You know, one, watching the game – Actually, can I stop you? Yeah, can I sure. stop you for just one second? Yeah. Actually, to, to add that to people that weren't listening, it wasn't a comment or two. Yeah. I believe in the first four minutes of the game, Matt might have said it seven or eight times about this one guy constantly running his mouth. Yeah. And Matt even went to the forest saying, go back to the huddle and shut up because the guy was on state sidelines chirping at the bench. Yeah, he was on state sideline. There was just, and we know now, looking back, there was some stuff pregame and all this. And so let me let me line up what you for you real quick. My, I can really, I think, in two or three points here, Chris, summarize my thoughts on the extracurricular stuff and the fight stuff. Okay, first, there's no excuse for the fight after the game. Now, and, and I'm not making an excuse for them. Nobody is. Okay. You, as a player, you know, if we fight like that, we're all going to get in trouble. Some of us may get suspended. That's the way it is. Now, having said that, I got in fights in high school and basketball games. I got in fights in football games. <laughs> you know, you know, honestly, if you play long enough, a fight probably going to happen at some point. They happen. I don't really make a big, huge deal out of the fights. It is what it is. Just like Mike Leach said, it's dumb, number one, to do it. It's dumb to continue it. You know you're going to get punished if it happens. It's just a fact of life, okay? And you shouldn't do it. Okay, so there, that's that's fights. They kind of are what they are. My next point is the most punishable offense, and, I, and this is my personal opinion I, uh, anyway, is players doing the social media live stream thing in the locker room after the fight. That's very punishable. I think that's very punishable beyond even more so some of the stuff during the fight. Okay, that's my take on it. But again, none of it is earth shattering. Okay, like Mike Leach said, we're not tearing cloth over it. No, nor should you. It Look, I've seen lots of fights worse than that one at practice. At Mississippi, <laughs> at Mississippi State in my five-year career. I've, I saw fights much worse than any of that at practice. <laughs> okay. Stuff happens. So, but hold on. So what's the dumbest here's, thing? Here's, the, here's, the, here's where the blame is laid. You mentioned officials. I blame people in this order for what, for what led to that fight. In this order. Number one, the Tulsa coaching staff. That team had issues throughout the year. They never addressed it. They were one of the most penalized teams in the entire country, like in the top five this year. The coaching staff for Tulsa never addressed it. 
They had other fights as a team throughout the year. The coaching staff never addressed it. The same coaching staff allowed a group of their players to approach Mississippi State's players on their side of the field pregame. That is a fact. I blame the the Tulsa coaching staff, number one. Number two, I blame the officials for what you said. The first personal foul that happened in that ballgame was that lineman spearing Kobe Jones while he was on the ground in the back of the head. They called a personal foul. They should have thrown the guy out of the game if they had any guts at all, and it would have curved some of that activity, but it didn't. So I blame the officials. Number three, I blame the Mississippi State coaching staff for allowing their players to participate in the constant yapping back and forth throughout the ballgame. That ultimately you know, led to, I think, some of the tension after the game. So they're to blame. The Frankly, fourth on the list, the last group of people I fought are the players. Because I've been there, okay, and you're breathing hard, and you're beat up and sore, and some of you are bleeding, and you're constantly having to, you know, jaw back, hear this guy jawing in your ear and hitting you late throughout the game. And after the game, it boils over. You're supposed to be celebrating, and they don't go to the locker room. They stay out there, and here we go, jawing back and forth. One little, All it takes is one guy to shove somebody, and then what? And as a teammate, right. as a teammate of, if I see my teammate in a fracas, what am I going to do? Just stand and watch? No, we, it's <laughs> like we have to go. Okay, so all it takes is one little shove. So I blame people in that order for what happened, and that's kind of my story, and I'm sticking to it. So I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it. But didn't you play with Fred Smooth? Yes. So from way I, from way I gathered. And the way you were talking is it's kind of like it was a whole team of Fred Smoots, like on steroids. That's how bad they were talking to each other. And that's how bad they were running their mouth. So, I mean, you know, but, I mean, the one thing I will leave this with is that I think that I really think, and I said it back in high school because I had a kid come at me and swing at me, and I'm like, are you stupid? I have a helmet on. I mean, it'd be different if I don't have a helmet on. What are you going to do? Punch somebody gonna hit my helmet. I mean, that's the <laughs> that's that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Is people trying to fight with with helmets on? I mean, even if you take your helmet off and use it as a weapon, if the man still got his gear on, what are you doing? You yeah. might give him a headache because you hit his helmet. I mean, but if you've been playing hard enough and you've been hitting each other hard, a headache's the least of your worries at the end of the game. Sure, but anyway, right. yeah. let's have a great twenty-one. Let's have a great twenty-one, and y'all have. Y'all have a good day, and I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk talk at you later. Thanks for the call, Chris. The uh, Country Pleasing Sausage text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. Look for the big red hog. The Country Pleasing text line, 885-ESPN or 601-885-3776. Jason in Flagstaff says, as I told you on Twitter, I don't care about the fight. I don't care who started it. The only thing I care about is what Malik Heath did afterward and the fact that he should have already been on thin ice. And then he said, bingo, the earth-shattering part is that Malik Heath is already very fortunate to be on the team. If you've learned anything since not going to prison over that DUI reckless driving, no license arrest in August, you don't do anything wrong. Yeah, you know, the, that's the thing to me. I, that's a very, very immature thing, you know. To It's kind of like kissing and bragging, you know, Gentlemen, don't kiss and tell you, kissing and bragging about it. It's like fighting and bragging about it. You just kind of don't do that. Uh, so it showed a lot of immaturity right there. I think that's a punishable thing. It is. 
you know, what punishment? I don't know. You know, any of that stuff, people going, you know, players should be kicked off the team, all that kind of stuff. I, I disagree with that. Um, but it, but it's not a good look. And, and two, yeah, it's like I heard some other people say, you know, you have the game, state wins the game. And then immediately after, from that moment on, all anybody's talking about is this fight. <laughs> you, as a state fan, or, or me personally, as a football person, you'd much rather be talking about um, the game, okay, and the plays in the game and the throws and the catches and the tackles and things in the game, but instead you're talking about all the uh, uh, extracurricular stuff. Nick, country please, and text line says, hockey players knock each other's teeth out on Monday night and nobody says a word. Yeah. Yeah, most of the stuff, I mean, you know, most of the stuff, the fight itself is very, very much blown out of proportion. Uh, and that's just, you can disagree or not like it, but that's really just the truth of it. Yeah, it kind of put a damper on what was a pretty good day for them. And again, you know, they would certainly, I think, much rather talk about uh, football. All right. Hey, real quick, we're coming up on a break and we got a long way to go. Plenty of games to break down. Uh, State a two-point win in a bowl game, 28-26. Ole Miss a six-point win in a bowl game, 26-20 over uh, a good Indiana team who Indiana did not look very good in the game. You know, they obviously were better when they had their starting quarterback. But in that game against Ole Miss, you know, quarterback that they had wasn't as good a starter. Then he got banged up on top of that, really struggling. And then um, there are, you know, offensive, defensive lines. Indiana looked really slow. Of course, Ole Miss had a lot to do with that. Um, yeah, I, I thought their line play was was why they lost the game. I did too. They were I mean, soft. And if they had been a little tougher, I think that quarterback might have had a little more time to throw. The yeah. other thing is that gum, uh, John Rice Pluntley. Mm-hmm. You know, Julian Edelman. Version 2.0. That's why really has he what he is. Been, why has he not been at that position all year? That's what he is. I mean, he's he's like, you watch him catch the football, he's prototypical slot receiver for Tom Brady in the NFL, right? For that Wes kind of Welker. Court. Yeah, Julian Edelman. Welker. All those guys, man. And that's probably where his future is, you know, unless he becomes a baseball player or something like that. Um. Yeah. So, I hear you. He's got to hit the curveball before he can do that. Well, and that's the case for everybody, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's what separates the men from the boys in look, the show. <laughs> you talk about – you talk to any player who climbed the ladder a little bit in minor league baseball but but really never made it to the major leagues, what do they tell you? I just couldn't hit the pitching, man. I got to a point where I just could not hit that pitching. Well, I'm looking like Hunter Renfro. Yeah. You know, Max as, Holbert from, uh, from Ole Miss a few years ago toiled – in the minor leagues for years, getting a couple of years, you know, in the show, but and and like you're just mentioning now, Hunter Renfro, you know, yeah, well, and look, <clears throat> if Hunter Renfro as much power and talent and explosiveness as anybody, but the thorn in the side is swinging and missing at breaking balls out mm-hmm. of the zone. Yeah. Uh, country pleasing text line D Manning says number eleven getting beat by nine state players is okay with you, Matt. No, I'm not okay with ganging up on one guy, but, you know, fights happen. I'm not okay with any of us. Like I said, I mean, the fights are dumb. You, you're going to get punished. There's a reason you get punished. You're either going to get punished by the team or the league or both. You know, if you're in on that kind of thing, I don't necessarily condone it. Nobody said they condoned it. 
Well, I mean, and, and, you know, you didn't even mention the first, you know, on the pregame. I don't think you guys could could see it, really, because y'all were doing the pregame show. And then, you know, the TV, when it came on, they were showing the highlights of it that Tulsa had had broached the side of, of State's, you know, field. And that's when they started jawing back and forth. So it started even before the kickoff. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier. And that's a fact. Yeah. You know, talking yeah. to people that were there is, you know, it's a it's a Tulsa team that apparently pulled that stunt some earlier this year. But this was a deal where, yeah, I mean, State's players, they're out there uh, trying to show their toughness in the fact that it's like sort of sleeting on a wet field and, and temperatures in the 30s with the wind howling, but we're going to go out here and barely have any clothes on. That shows you how tough we are, right? <laughs> we don't worry about that. But, you know, it's I've, I've seen that a lot. I'm going to put it out of mind by by going a little bit above and beyond. I'm going to take my shirt off out here in this cold weather. So that's kind of what's going on. And a group of their players basically just approach State's players in their warm-up area or kind of where they are. And that's what began the jawing, and then it really never stopped until it escalated. Um, I thought you and Neil did a great job with the call of the game there, pal. I appreciate it. It was certainly Listen different. It and, yeah. It's, um, it's, a lot, it's a lot more pleasing to listen to you guys describe the game than what was really available on the, the audio from the TV. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> we do our best to describe the game. And just stick to that as best we can. All right, so just getting started on the first show of 2021. Stick around.